0: What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. It's also on YouTube. Why don't you make the show your first listen? Every single day. Coming at you five days a week, every single weekday, free on all platforms. The only daily Triple podcast. So make Locked On Blazers your first listen. Tell your pals to do the same. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NBA. We got a fun show for you today. It's a mailbag episode answering listener submitted questions all episode long if you want to get involved in a future mailbag episode there are two ways to do it you can tweet at me at mike Rich on twitter Uh, it helps if you wait for day of the show i will send out a tweet soliciting uh questions respond to that tweet i'll get you in the show if you don't want to wait if you're thinking of it right now the absolute best way to get in touch with me all the time is the email address it is locked on blazers at gmail.com that is locked on blazers at gmail.com email me there we'll (laughs) You can ask questions either for the show or just um we just you know start a little quick correspondence. I'm pretty good about responding to emails, so that's the best place to do it. Let's get into it. We got questions. Let's let's just roll along with it. The first one comes from B Max at B Max PDX on Twitter, who asks, We kind of good? Two things. One, this return of collective pronouns are we kind of good? Love to see the collective pronouns back on the show. And the answer is, and I think it's kind of the thesis to the whole sort of early season vibe with the Blazers is, yeah, yeah, this this team might be kind of good. That that might be real. They're they're like they're 7 and 3. You know, they've won a bunch of close games. Um as I mentioned on yesterday's show, like one possession games are typically typically toss-ups, but being in close games, particularly against good teams, which Blazers have done consistently, probably bodes well for this team. Just being competitive, um, depending on how you slice it, they are near the top ten in both offense and defense. According to Clean the Glass, they're just outside the top ten in both. They, they profile as a pretty darn good team when Damon lord plays, and he's and, and he, they've been even better. Um, yeah, I, I I just straight up think I straight up think this team is good, and there's no reason to uh, there's no reason to really think otherwise. You know, until the. Until things change. But for now, I think the first 10 games, they're good. They're good. Next question comes from Dr. J, who asks, Are we pushing the ball a little too much? That's our second collective pronoun of the show. Two shows, two collective pronouns. Are we pushing the ball a little too much? Specifically, it seems like we are falling in love with pushing to the rim, even when we don't have numbers and thus some poor Finishing. Yeah, Chauncey Billups has talked a little bit about this. I don't think Chauncey Billups is a big numbers guy. Like, I'm sure he has access to the numbers. He works for a basketball team that um, (laughs) has a bunch of people employed in its analytics department. But Chauncey is not like someone who's going to be citing points per possession and stuff like that. But he's, um, I'm sure he's aware of this. When he mentioned it, the Blazers were second in transition frequency and 28th in points per possession in transition. They were running a whole bunch, as often, basically as often as any team in the league. Second, second most second most frequent transition team in the league, and they were not converting those 28th and their 26th. They are now running a little bit less. Uh after 10 games, they are 10th in transition frequency, according to CleaningTheGlass.com, The indispensable stats website from Ben Falk. Uh, my preferred stats website because it sorts out or filters out rather garbage time. So, you know, those last 11 minutes, the Blazers bench played against the Suns bench. Not really factored in here. We're not worried about that because it's not exactly in of like the Blazers at their best against a team at their best. Tenth in transition frequency uh, and twenty-second in points per possession. They want to run and you want them to run, but they sometimes do get ahead of themselves. Like Josh Hart wants to push on one-on-three all of the time, one-on-four, one-on-five. Not worried, loves to do it. It's just the way he plays. You don't really want to harness that. Jeremy Grant will push in transition. Uh, they will they'll get out and run with the with. You know, with Shaden Sharp has had a couple uh, that come to mind where he's just pushed because he's athletic, but hasn't you know get to the rim. And okay, there's a little bit too too much congestion, a little too much traffic, and this is a missed layup. Like they've just had some, and you've seen it. Um, I do think it's a tough balance to strike between telling a team to run, 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 which you want them to do. Like you really want them to play fast. I think getting out of their comfort zone as a half court team and saying run, like please run and take advantage of of opportunities to run is important, but you know don't uh, sometimes dial it back sometimes run just to the point of getting into stuff and then and then reset because you do have a pretty good half court a uh, couple good half court guys and Avery Simons and Damian Lillard if they're on the court so yeah i think that's a balance they'll have to strike i don't want them to run less you just want them to make more layups, but it's not that simple. Some of it is 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 um, some of it is running too often. Some of it is skill set stuff. They don't have a bunch of above the rim flyer types, and some of it is probably just like they smoked a lot of layups early in the season, and these things will you know they they've slowly climbed up from being bottom two in the league to now bottom eight in the league. I think if if these numbers kind of meet in the middle, and the Blazers run something like. 12th most frequent and they scored like a 15th most 15th most points per possession that type of balance is perfect for what you want them to be next question comes from greek krapad at greek krapad on twitter who asks should nazir little be getting more minutes he looks really good shooting this season really comfortable and a smooth shot yeah naz only played seven minutes in yesterday evening's game against the miami heat um he is playing course significantly fewer minutes this season, down from down from twenty almost twenty-five to below seventeen a night. Uh he is just he's he hasn't been the choice, and I'll talk about why he hasn't been the choice in a moment. Let's talk about the shooting, though. Nazir Little's 11 of 24 from three through through 10 games. That's 2.5, 2.4, three-point attempts per game. That's 45.8% from three. That's 46%. He's only taken 45 total shots. That means more than half his shots are coming from three. He's kind of becoming a bomber from outside. Like, where he can get his offense is spacing around three-point line and taking mid-range pull-ups. He has not got to the rim nearly as much as you would like. Um he just hasn't been featured enough in the offense to really have those opportunities. He's a great straight line driver. He hasn't had a lot of those, but he doesn't have crazy wiggle and he's kind of passed up the chaotic drive to the rim with, if there's a guy in front of me, I'm not going to, I maybe don't have the juice, don't have the moves, don't have the wiggle to get past him. I'm just going to, particularly when he's dribbling with his left hand, I'm going to pull up for the mid range. When Nas drives towards the foul line with his left hand, that's a pull up. That is what he wants. Um, He, that's a shot he can make and it's good. You don't, I don't want him to change that, but uh, maybe slightly less threes. Like I think above 50% is probably too many for him, but if he's shooting 46%, I'm not mad. So maybe I'm wrong. Like what I want is more rim attempts, period. I don't want to trade in the middies entirely. I don't want to jump the threes entirely, but uh, if Nas could find a way to get some easier attempts at the rim, it would be nice. So really we're talking about volume. And the volume comes with minutes. And I think why he isn't playing is because he is losing out those minutes to Justice Winslow. Uh, the Blazers went into this season with three guys who are going to be competing for minutes at the three. I really talked myself into believing it would be Nazir Little. And you know who didn't listen to the pod? Because <laughs> he knows better than I do is Chauncey Billups. He went the training camp and said, Josh Hart's my, best, my fifth best player. He's the best option at three. We're going to play him there. It's been a great decision. Josh Hart's been good. He said, Justice Winslow deserves a chance to start at the three. He's been excellent. And, jo- and Justice Winslow, while he has some kind of wonky offense, his defense, his ball handling, his passing is a huge, huge boon to this team. And I think that's why he's playing more minutes than Azir Little right now. Justice Winslow's not a shooter, uh, both in terms of volume and accuracy. Uh, he, he can take and make corner threes, but you really don't want him shooting very much. And defenses treat him like he's a non-shooter. But he can attack off the dribble. He does have a little more wiggle and he's much stronger ball handler than Nazir Little, and he's been a better defender. And that ability to switch to guard one through five. And Nazir Little has or excuse me, Justice Winslow has shown he can do that in a way that you hope Nazir Little could grow into. You hope Nazir Little grows into a guy who is Guarding one through five, who is, um, you know, who has that defensive versatility and and offers some outside shooting, like that's the ideal for him. But right now, Winslow is just way ahead of him. And on a team with limited ball handlers, and the Blazers are that, uh, particularly when Keon Johnson is out of the uh, rotation, the team with limited dudes who can handle and pass. Having a guy like Justice Winslow in there's just more valuable because they need the skill set. They've been bringing Winslow in alongside Anthony Simons just because they need a second ball handler, and Ant handle just isn't that strong. just Winslow, you know, started some games at point guard. His, that, his skill set has been more valued by the coaching staff than Nas, and I, quite frankly, with good reason so far. I, I was hoping, I was not just hoping, I was pretty, pretty much a believer. I had talked myself into an Azir little breakout. It hasn't come. Uh, you know, that's, that's probably for a variety of reasons, quite frankly, but it's also true. Like it just, it, it hasn't been there. He hasn't had the breakout you're looking for and, and, um, Winslow has been better I will also say with Trenton Watford back in the lineup Nas's minutes are going to get pinched there soon because uh just with Trend and Watford offers a little bit of what uh of what Winslow does in terms of uh, like DHO stuff like he run dribble handoffs. He has some more passing chops and things like that. If and he has a little. I don't know if his, his handles like significantly stronger than Nas, but it's probably stronger than Nas's handle. Nas does not have a super tight handle right now. That ability to just be another ball handler out there. Chauncey Phillips has has gone with that, and Watford Watford's inclusion has created a pinch in the pinch in minutes. That's only going to get more complicated when Gary Payton is available. Um, it's just a real part of. Nazir little's grind to find minutes is that he's going to have to continue to shoot like he has. If he's a 45% three-point shooter, you got to find more minutes than, for him. And on nights when say there's, you know, someone misses cuz of an injury here and there or someone's in foul trouble or whatever it is and Naz gets that 20-minute night, he needs to be awesome in order to like he needs to seize that opportunity because it is not going to be a lengthy visitor for him. All right, I got more questions for you in the second segment, but first let me tell you about linked in. Look, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's right. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. They got simple tools like screening questions, which make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on mba that's linkedin.com slash locked on mba to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right Let's keep it rolling here with more questions on this glorious special delivery mail bag. I got a couple more fun ones for you. And the next one comes from Sheriff of Portland at Sheriff of PDX on Twitter, who asks, at what point do we start giving Chauncey Billups credit for the surprising start? Or are we already there? Uh, If you are regular listening to this podcast, I have been giving Chauncey Billups credit for uh, very, very much of the start. He was from literally game one when he decided to go small against Sacramento to the, the minor Moves he's made. Cha- Chauncey Billups has been really good this season. You know, one game in, it's like he did a good sub. <laughs> Two games in, it's like he's starting to get it. Three games in when they're clearly have improved a lot on defense, and they clearly are um are just playing the style that he wants to play. It's hard not to give the coaching staff credit. But coaching, so much of this is the record. Okay? Okay, so much of this is the record. The Blazers are seven and three, and you say Chauncey Billups deserves credit. I want to offer a Um, I want to look at one play to illustrate what I mean by the record. The Blazers have the ball in a tie ball game against the Phoenix Suns. Justice Winslow's inbounding. They are playing in a game without Anthony Simons and without Damian Lillard. They were up by 15. They are on the road without their two best players or their two best offensive players. uh, Probably just straight up their two best players. uh, In a game against a really good team in Phoenix, right? Like, that alone, to that point, Chauncey Billups has done a good job coaching, and regardless of what happens in the next moment, he has done a good job coaching. Then, he draws up a banger. Dude Dude pulls out a heater. This one is a great play. It's great for a variety of reasons. One, Jeremy Grant has been cooking. He had kind of a quiet second half, but he had 28 at this point. He's been cooking. His jumper has been great from the mid-range you want to get him the ball with one second left. So Chauncey Billups draws up a play that is designed to go to Jeremy Grant and Jeremy Grant alone. It's not a lot of time to pass the ball around. You're going to want to throw it to the dude you want it to throw it to. It's a lob play. The play is a misdirection coming towards the basket, so Jeremy Grant can, or coming away from the basket towards the ball in the corner, so Jeremy Grant can slip away from the ball towards the basket, and and Justice Winslow can throw a lob. It's a good play call. It's a good play design. The problem is, DeAndre Ayton switches on to Jeremy Grant. And if you throw a lob at the rim, DeAndre Ayton's going to swat that thing and you're going to go to overtime. It's going to be a tough a tough game. Justice Winslow reads that, throws it long. Jeremy Grant catches it, travels, and hits a game winner. Regardless of the outcome, Chauncey Billups hit a home run with that one. He nailed it. He nailed it. But the outcome makes you think like, you got to give this dude credit. And what I'm saying is that coaches... All coaches can do is kind of like draw stuff on the whiteboard and put the dudes in the game. The dudes play and make the coach look better. But uh, but I think we can get caught up too much on results. Even if that result goes differently. That's why I've been talking about luck a lot on this podcast. Even if the Blazers are unlucky there, they played one hell of a basketball game. Chauncey Billups deserves credit for getting them through the first, uh, whatever, 47 minutes and 59 seconds. The players had to bring them home and they did. If, Justice Winslow reads that differently and throws it out the rim. That's not a complete That is not a completed pass. If the refs called uh, Jeremy Grant for a travel, which they're very unlikely to do in the final seconds of a game, it doesn't make what Billups did worse. And in general, I think that's what we get caught up on with coaching. They go seven and three, so Billups deserves credit. And I'm not even like talking at you, at Sheriff sure, of PDX. I just want to like talk about sort of my philosophy of how we judge coaches in general. Uh, we can get caught up on the outcome of so much in basketball, right? If the Blazers, but if the Blazers are five and five, Chauncey Billups has done a good job. If a couple bounces don't go their way, Chauncey Billups has done a good job. Players play. The coach does some stuff. He convinces guys to play hard. Let me let me back a little bit. There's three things that can go wrong with a team. They can have a bad plan. They can have bad players. And they can have bad execution of the plan. I think the players are pretty good. I think Joe Cronin's done a good job. This is the are we kind of good thing. I think the plan is pretty good. And I think the execution has been pretty good. The, the first one is not on the coach, right? You just have the players you have. The second two are on the coach. Good plan, good execution of the plan. The execution is part players, they players play, and part coach, getting them to buy into what the plan is. He's done those things. They play hard for him. Uh, you know, they're, they've are they made massive strides defensively and they clearly care about being competitive on defense. The offense has lagging behind a little bit, quite frankly, to start the season, but I'm not super worried about it. I think they'll get there. I think a healthy Dame gets them where they need to go. I think if Anthony Simons gets rolling like I know he can um, and shoots with more a little more consistency, like they're going to be good on offense. I'm not worried about them. Chauncey Billups deserves credit because he's been really good. But if the Blazers were not 7-3, and three, Chauncey Billups has still done a very good, Good coaching job this year. He has done a good job regardless of the outcome. Our next question comes from Ball as Info or Ballus Info. I'm going to go with Ballus Info at Ballus underscore Info on Twitter who asks, "A lot was made about the four game win streak win streak last year at the All Star break. A quote, proof of concept. Some called it. Based on this year, can we say that that confidence in a very small sample size was well placed?" Yes. And let me say, I didn't believe that nonsense, and I didn't believe that nonsense for a couple reasons. The Blazers beat the Lakers without Russell Westbrook. They beat a pretty mediocre Knicks team in an afternoon game that was pretty fun, and they played well. They beat Milwaukee without Giannis Antetokounmpo. They played very well, and they beat Memphis. Basically, at full strength, awesome win, and Memphis to close heading into the All-Star break, and Memphis tried to win that game, and the Blazers were awesome. Justice Winslow was awesome, Yusuf Nurkic was awesome, Amphrey Simons was awesome, Josh Hart was awesome. That's the core of this team in some ways. And I dismiss this. And I dismiss this because it's a tiny little sample size. It's games in February. Uh, Kelgen Blevins hit two massive threes against the Lakers. It, it, this is like, you know, this is just this is the problem with judging any, any like sort of concept, proof of concept, which I believe was both a Joe Cronin phrase and a Jason Quick phrase. Uh, but based on any four game, any four game stretch at any point in the season. And I will say this. I was wrong about that. I also was a little dismissive of this because uh, Josh Hart only played the last three games. He only played against New York, uh, Milwaukee, and Memphis. He was 11 of 21 from three during those three games. He was on a heater. Josh Hart hit more than half his three-pointers across three games. hit 11 threes in three games. Dude was on a heater. He was incredible in those 13 games he played for the Blazers last year. I really like Josh Hart. He's awesome. He's a really, really good basketball player. I didn't think he was going to shoot 55% from three this season, so I kind of dismissed this as like, yeah, hot shooting. That's how, that's how these games work. I was wrong about that. And I think what I misread um, that the Blazers probably saw and I didn't was that those guys... Winslow and Hart and, and Nurk and Ant, but Winslow and Hart, like they just fit the plan. And so much of what was wrong with last year is that guys like Norman Powell and Robert Covington and Larry Nance, they just what for whatever reason, just either they didn't like the plan, didn't get along with, with what, how Billups was selling the plan or just didn't fit the plan. They were not, you know, uh, Rocco is a better help defender than on ball defender. and, And he was often miscast as like being the on ball guy. I think that led to some clashes with him and Chauncey, like, uh, he just didn't fit what they wanted to do. And sometimes guys don't fit. Sometimes good players don't fit. Um, Larry Nance really good was not very good in Portland. Uh, Like it's just, there's kind of an unknowable part of that. And those guys fit. Winslow was the guy. Josh Hart was clearly, uh, there were guys that fit what Chauncey wants to do. And I kind of dismissed that as team talk, as PR nonsense. I really did. I really did. And I was wrong about that. Um, I have been wrong about small sample sizes in a variety of directions recently. I was wrong about that. I was wrong about preseason in the other direction. Um, I am not, I am merely a person with opinions that tries to do my best to be clear about what my opinions are and back those up with some, some numbers and some research and some, some, a little bit of insider info that I can garner from being around the team, but I'm wrong about stuff. And I was wrong about this. This was, Whether it was proof of concept or not, it was proof that the Blazers had added two players that absolutely fit what their coach wanted to do, and if they added a couple more guys around the margins, including Damian Lillard buying into the program, they knew they were going to be good. I didn't see it coming. They were more correct about that than I was. These are decision makers at an NBA level. I'm a dude podcasting in his basement. Great-looking basement, though. I'll tell you that. that. Great-looking basement. All right. Let's come back in the third segment, answer more questions about this about this team and where they're at. But first this show is brought to you by bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action whatever you're looking for bet online is your number one sports for, for source excuse me for betting info stats news and analysis you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball from soccer to eSports they've got it all at bet online listen it's just the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting needs met so head over to the website today and use or use your mobile device if you're not a computer person that's bet online where the game starts still a pass first point guard i'm still mike richmond and you Still listening to Locked on Blazers. We are still rolling along in our mailbag segment. we got a couple more questions to close the show. This next one comes from Tyler Sporting. At Tyler Sporting, name sounds like an MLS franchise set in the Midwest. Tyler Sporting asks, Tyler Sporting FC Porto asks, Blazers ranked dead last in turnovers per offensive play. Come playoff time, this can cost you games and a series. I mean, cost you games in the regular season, too, baby. What can they do to work on this? Is it due to lineup fluctuations? Does this team need a true backup point guard? Uh, so according to Clean Glass, again, indispensable stats website, I'm going to if I give you stats like team stats, They're going to be from cleaning the glass. I'll cite it, though, because I want to cite my sources here. It matters to me. The Blazers are turning the ball over on 17.6% of their possessions. They're 30th in the league. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Sean Hyken over at the Rose Garden Report has covered the um, turnovers thing a bunch. He's written about it a bunch, uh, twice in the last four games or something like that. Go read Sean's work, subscribe to his work, listen to his podcast. Like he's been on this. He's been all over this um so I'm going to add to the conversation as opposed to like I'm not breaking any I'm not breaking any ground here. This is um this is certainly something covered by the Blazers media, recently covered by whatever, you know. Shout out to Heiken. Um I think the problematic turnovers are the careless ones. Um, and you'll see it like Dames had like at least one a game, it seems like, where he just throws like a soft cross-court pass and that one's not going anywhere. Um, Ant had one, a really bad one in the third quarter last night that he just tried to throw from the corner to the top of the key at like two miles an hour. And Jimmy Butler saw it the whole way and ran the other way for an easy dunk. Those you can clean up, right? Like those are, those are like okay, don't don't throw that pass. Or like when you're watching film, you got to throw this pass hard. Like if you were trying to make this skip, you're trying to, you know, not one one pass, one pass away. Like trying to skip stations, you've got to put some mustard on that. Like you got to throw it hard. Um, you got to make passes with a purpose. Um, Blazers have had some turnovers where they just kind of like, you know, dribble the ball out of bounds, some just careless stuff. And Billups has talked about that. Those I think you can clean up. Those are like, hey, just let's cut out the dumb turnovers. That probably gets you out of the cellar. That probably means you're not 30th in the league in, in turnover percentage. Uh, 17.6% is the number, percentage of percentage of plays, offensive plays, the Blazers are turning the ball over. And it's like, you know, way too many. <laughs> we, uh, clearly way too many. The worst in the league. I think this has to do mostly with skill set. Like you can put it on lineup fluctuations. And I think some of it is like, Keon Johnson had a six turnover game in there. Sure, P- playing him like a ton of minutes at point guard is, is, is maybe a way to end up with some, some turnovers. Shane Sharp's 19, he's going to turn the ball over. Nurk has always been kind of a turnover guy, but like some of it is just lack of true ball handlers. Anfrey Simon's not an elite ball handler yet. Um, he needs to get there. Uh, something easier to probably to shore up in the off season. Uh, there's, there's a lot of example of guys really tightening their handle. Probably Paul George is maybe the best example of someone who like couldn't yeah. dribble. And now is a very good ball handler. Uh, like it's, it is, he can get there. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying like Ant will never be there, but he's just, he's not a very good ball handler right now. Like I mentioned earlier in the pod, they're putting Justice Winslow on the court because they need a second ball handler, but there's not a lot of lineups where the Blazers have like. A bunch of dudes who are good ball handlers, good passers. I think Jeremy Grant, as good as he's been, is not a very good playmaker. He's had some. He he makes um some he makes some very obvious stare down type turnovers where it's like, I'm gonna drive, I'm gonna throw it to the corner, drives, throws it to the corner, and it's, um. It goes about how you think it will go. So some of it is just skill set. Lack of ball, lack of true ball handlers outside of Damian Lillard. Um, Damian Lillard facing double teams, teams with with trying to pressure the ball because they know that there's lack of ball handlers. Not a lot of great high level passers. Like they don't have the Blazers don't have a a bunch of plus passers. Not terrible in that regard by any means. Josh Hart can pass. Just Winslow can pass. Nurk can pass, but he's prone to turnovers. Um, Anthony Simons has made big big strides in terms of of his playmaking skills. Like they 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 have guys who can pass, but they don't have a bunch of like plus passers, like guys who are like way, way above average at passing. And I think that is, is certainly part of it as well. So some of it is just skill set. I think they're going to be a high turnover team because of skill set. And some is something we mentioned earlier in the show. They're playing fast. They are running, you know, 10th, mo- 10th with the 10th, most frequency and uh, transition opportunities in the league, top 10 in the league and transition frequency. They were even higher than that uh, before they were, they have dropped to 10th from the top five for most of the first half, first half of this season, first half of the first 10 games for five, first five games. What I'm looking for throwing out a lot of numbers getting tripped up here. But they were they were running about as much as anyone in the league. That's going to be more turnovers. You play fast, you're going to turn the ball over. Um, You know, teams that play super slow tend to uh, have a low, be a low turnover type teams because they just they get into what they want to get into and they get shots up. Uh, It it matters. Like the Blazers need to clean that up. But the idea that it's just like a quick magic wand. Oh, they just got to like not do this. I think. Um, ignores the fact that some of it is definitely just skill set stuff. It's kind of who they are and it's going to be a challenge for them. They don't need to be like a really low turnover team. Uh, they have been in the past with with when they had Damon CJ, um, but they uh, they're You pass the the ball more, which they're doing more than they have in the past, you're going to turn the ball over more. You play fast, you're going to turn the ball over more. And you have lack of ball handlers and really high-level passers, you're going to turn the ball over more. Skill set, style, all those things are going to play into it. I think they're going to be a a below-average turnover team all season long, but if they were like 20th and not 30th, they would be in a lot better shape. Um... They're not giving up a ton of transition opportunities relative to how often they turn it over. Uh, points opponents points off turnovers for the Blazers is right right in the middle of the league. They're 14th according to the NBA.com. Like it's. It's not killing them, but it is making life a little bit harder. And I also think points-off turnovers is a little misleading. A live ball turnovers are very different from like stepped out of bounds. They take it out the full length of the court and score. That's still a point off turn, points-off turnover, but it's also against a set defense. Um, it's just not a perfect stat. One of the most misleading stats is probably points-off turnovers. So in general, I think they need to get a little bit better. I don't think they're going to get dramatically better, but if they're a little bit better, if they're turning the ball over, say, 5% less, Massive increase. they will be a better team on both ends because of it. Final question of the show comes from Matt J. Brown at downtown golf on Twitter, who asks who's going to make the next winning buzzer beater. Isn't that the most fun part of the season is that two of the last three games, the Blazers have had, um, the won the game as the buzzer sounds like how, how freaking entertaining is this team? They've just been incredible. So much fun. So much fun. Um, there was a stat from ESPN stats and info that the last time the Blazers had two, two games, uh, um, in a single season in which there were two buzzer beaters where when Brandon Roy beat, uh, the Rockets on that 38 footer from the left wing where he like did the pull his Jersey thing after Yao Ming damn near won it for the Rockets. Uh, and then later that spring, that was like the second game of the season, October. And then later that spring, uh, Brandon Roy had a bucket to beat the Knicks. Um, against the uh, Nate Rob Knicks like it's pretty rare to have those in a season that was in the 0809 season Um, that's a long time ago that's like 15 years ago Um, This doesn't happen very often so I'm going to say the next person to do it and this is really going out on a limb is Damian Lamont Ollie Lillard but I think the really special part about this season is that the Blazers have won games with Amphrey Simons hitting a runner over Mikhail Bridges Jeremy Grant hitting a layup in traffic over Anthony Davis and LeBron James uh, Jeremy Grant hitting a baseline fade away as the buzzer expired and josh hart hitting a corner three as the buzzer as the buzzer sounded none of those are dame none of those are dame you know who's getting their wrist tapped everyone but dame uh the the as someone there was a question that i didn't do for the show was like has dame time become collective certainly 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 the the like the idea of sharing the wrist tapping has spread across the team and they're having a whole bunch of fun but i think it speaks to what they've been this the connectedness and the sort of the resiliency is that they're winning games and making you know dame is trusting his teammates he's he's letting them go when they need to go and they have come up big and 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 scored i mean one of those game winners dame didn't even play so i don't know if he gets credit for that one but like it's, it speaks to the strides that they've made that they are winning games in the final seconds. And it isn't just heroics from a dude who's used to being a hero, but he's my pick for the next one because it's a safe one. He gets the ball a lot of the end of the games and he's really good at it. So I'll go with Dame as my next one to win uh, next one to hit a buzzer beater. Uh, will it be begin this season. I hope so. They've been really fun. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, if you want to get involved in a future mailbag, LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com is the best place to send questions or follow me on Twitter and I'll send out a tweet. But LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com. Send me an email if you'd like to. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single day. Free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. The only daily Trailblazers podcast to make it a part of your daily routine to make it your first listen every day. Second listen about this after you're done listening to this how about your second listen is locked on sports today a 22 minute program recapping all of the biggest stories from all of the major sports leagues there are too many sports to watch so you can get caught up in just 22 minutes with peter bukowski available where we get podcasts and also on youtube i appreciate you listening the blazers play charlotte and the new orleans their next two games we'll have recap shows after that one a whole bunch of fun to talk about so come back and listen i appreciate you listening